Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Knock that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. There's a story on globalnews.ca as earlier today. It's silenced by fear of deportation. Why a woman who survived attempted murder is speaking out. And uh, the story is by Jane Gerster, National Online Journalist Features. And it's a great story, and it's just exceedingly well-written. It's a TV story, but in print. Uh, Jane, it's just a terrific story. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. It's important. It's a really important story to tell. And it begins in the summer of 2013 for Natalia Jimenez, uh, when her boyfriend told her they were both going to be deported from Canada back to Colombia, where they came from as refugee claimants, and that day became violent for Ms. Jimenez. Can you start us out there, please? Yeah, absolutely. So um, Natalia came from Colombia in July 2013, and she came because she was uh, receiving threats as a result of her, her job as a social worker. Um, and her boyfriend followed, and they'd had a bit of a, they, they'd had an abusive relationship sort of leading up to this, um, and it really escalated once they arrived in Canada. Um, and so, you know, the the day that you're referencing there is uh, early fall uh, 2013, um, and he, you know, he was tired of of her not listening to him, and and you know, flat out said, you know, I'm if I'm going back, you're going back with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she tried to get her her immigration papers back. He hit her. So she she was assaulted by by her boyfriend on that day and in public. Yes, she was on the street. She followed him out into the street. Um, he hit her a bunch. She fell down, and it was uh, some neighbors who came to uh, came to her rescue, but not with a message that she was expecting. Yeah, and what, most people would think in a circumstance like that, if you're a Canadian citizen born and raised in this country, or if you're a Canadian citizen, permanent resident, a woman who's assaulted, period, you go to the police and you ask for help, and she was told not to do this. Yeah, she was told not to do it, and it had a lot to do with, you know, what sort of instigated that that particular day of abuse, which was, you know, if you do, you'll screw up his status in Canada, you'll make him go back, you might, you know, your status might be affected. So there was a lot of, a lot of fear-mongering about what actually reaching out for help might do to her position. And as you found out, and as you write about, and as you, you, you tell about, she found herself as part of a group of refugee claimants who become victims of violence, but are afraid to speak out to authorities. They fear the authorities, and they fear the violence of the perpetrator. Absolutely. And that's kind of, you know, the the crux of why she is speaking out now, you know, now that we're into, um, you know, the the National Domestic uh, Violence Awareness Month, um, which is that they, you know, these are women who are already vulnerable by virtue of the fact that they have had to flee violence in order to come to Canada and, and, and claim safety. But they're also dealing with, you know, stigma and, and shame and, you know, a language barrier in the case of Natalia. I mean, the interview we did was was primarily in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And and uh, this wasn't the, the last time that he assaulted her. He did some time in prison for the assault. But then he came back and he attacked her again and far more severely. Tell us about that. 
Absolutely. So um, he did eventually go to prison. And when he was released, they they said, you know, you have a no contact order, um, which he violated. And then so on January 2nd, 2014, um, you know, she she buzzed a friend into the building, you know, unlocked her door so that her friend could have, ease, you know, ease of access. Um, and then she heard uh, someone thunder up the stairs and it, it turned out to be her, her ex-boyfriend. You know, he was, you know, dressed up as a woman, had his whole face covered. Um, and he really it, it was a, it was a particularly horrific assault to quote a judge who later rejected a plea deal in his case. You know, she was un- she was unconscious. He stabbed her, um, choked her. It was it was it was really quite horrific. So it was uh, attempted murder, and he was sentenced to ten years in prison for this. And yet, Natalia still found herself in that nowhere, no man's land, or no person's land, if you will, uh, for try- trying to find help, trying to find assistance with her refugee claim being rejected at the time. And then the London Abused Women's Centres stepped in. Tell us about them. Absolutely. So she, you know, regained consciousness in the hospital and she spent about six weeks there recovering. Like it was a really lengthy process. Um, You know, when she woke up, um, the representatives from the center were there and they had brought a translator and they just, you know, they just promised her, we will do everything that we can to make sure that you don't go back. Um, You know, and, and it, you know, even then it was a struggle for her because if you can imagine, you know, surviving attempted murder. But then imagine your your mom is in another continent and for, for legal reasons, she can't get to you. And, you know, and you, you can't speak the language and you feel isolated because your extended family is part of the group of people who said, you know, don't go to the cops. So um, the center really did something quite remarkable, which is what a lot of support centers like the London Abused Women's Center do, which is, you know, they step in and say, okay, hey, we have this translator. We we are going to use the community to help kind of crowdfund so that we can get you an immigration lawyer who can get you permanent residency. Um, so there's really a community that rallied around her. So this was maybe the, the first time in this whole terrible episode where she actually had support that she could really count on. Yep, or one absolutely. Of the, one of the first times, yeah. What's her situation now? Her situation now is um, she's working on her she's working on her English. She's going to she's going to some classes in London. She's there. Her mother is with her right now, although her mother is um, facing a deportation order. So she's in the process of trying to uh, work with a lawyer to get her permanent residency on humanitarian and compassionate grounds, which is how Natalia was eventually given permanent residency. Um, but she's still very worried. Her brother, who was with her in the summer of 2013 and in, in 2014 when she was attacked, um, was deported after testifying at her trial. Um, and so, you know, she is, she's worried about what happens when her ex-boyfriend gets out and she's worried about her brother and she's worried about her mother being sent back. Um, but she, you know, is also really adamant that she speak up because, yeah. you know, she's not alone. Jane, uh, just a really great story to tell, an important story to tell. Silenced by fear of deportation, why a woman who survived attempted murder is speaking out by Jane Gerster, globalnews.ca. Thanks for joining us, Jane. Thank you. All the best to you. And, and also here we have Miss Miss Jimenez is one of two honorees in this year's Shine the Light campaign organized by the London Abused Women's Center. Uh, since its launch in 2010, the center has honored one woman, who has been killed and one woman who has survived every year. This year, Sonia Sywink, uh, an Ojibwe woman whose murder remained unsolved 
25 years later, is the other honoree. So they do great work at the London Abused Women's Center. And I know that our chorus radio station in London, AM 980, is very closely affiliated with the London Abused Women's Center. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 